It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Cousins has not come back. Five on four. Hayward attacks. Kicks to Rodney. Left corner three. No. Offensive rebound. Tip back by Gobert. While Cousins stands at the half court logo. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz. The 7th of March. The Jazz have to the powers. Pelicans, because our tower's better than anyone's. Rudy's simply amazing. We'll touch on that. A very, very special pin across the world. And what a gift the Jazz were given last night. We'll talk about all those things coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How I am, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Nice to talk to you today. Thanks so very much for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Really appreciate the Murdoch family. As I have mentioned, I'm currently driving a Murdoch Santa Fe. Excuse me, a Hyundai Santa Fe. Still still early, still sleepy. Haven't, haven't quite had all the coffee yet. Um, I actually have an early morning doctor's appointment today where uh, I blew the bursa sack in my patella, so I have to go get that drain before we fly to Houston today. I don't love needles. So this should be interesting. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, Really uh, appreciate Blake and the group over there. I'll tell you a little bit more about them as the show goes on uh, and the experience I'm having driving a a Murdoch uh, Santa Fe right now. All right, which is really a Hyundai Santa Fe. I did that the second time, maybe on purpose, maybe because I'm super sleepy. Uh, We have an interesting, uh, fun little thing today. We have a very, very special pin across the world which uh, we've never had an interview for a pin across the world, but that'll be in just a second. Uh, and then we'll talk about uh, last night's ball game, as well as uh, kind of a huge gift that Jazz got between. And look, take a look at Memphis and see if something might be wrong with that loss uh, shows last night. Uh, the Jazz, by the way, have the reunited game coming up. It's on January twenty second. Excuse me, on March twenty second. Wow, am I sleepy? Uh, Forty eight dollar. Uh, package is where they start. That includes a game uh, ticket to see Portland as well on April 4th. Uh, and so, and a Stars game. Uh, should be a great night as we honor the 97 uh, conference champs. Have everyone come out. Uh, I know everybody's very excited to see Jerry and get back together. And, and it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a really emotional, uh, terrific night. And really looking forward to that. Uh, that's that's just a two home games from now, so it's March twenty second. Make sure you you grab that. All right, let's let's start off the show with this this very special pin across the world. Well, our first ever interview for pins across the world, Gilad, who many jazz fans may have heard of, he's active a little bit on social network and maybe the biggest jazz fan, comes from where? 
<laughs> I'm from Kibbutz Eshbal, Israel. And where is that close to? It is a very, very tiny place near Haifa, on the north of Israel. What is the connection to the jazz? How did you become a jazz fan? Uh, uh, so, since I was 12, I remember myself as a jazz fan. I really m- tried to think what was the moment that I've become a jazz fan, but I couldn't have the answer. I know that I like that uh, TV show, The Transformers, and my best, my favorite character was jazz. There was an Autobot. So that might be one of the things, but I know why I stayed a jazz fan. Mm-hmm. That's because of John Stockton. So I remember myself, you know, long before internet time, sitting with a notebook and a pencil and writing down the statistics that we had in the newspaper, just a small paragraph, and just made my own season stats. Uh, it was very much fun. All right, so uh, we are doing this interview from Salt Lake City. You're here. Uh, we're actually at the Prax facility. How did this all come about? Okay, so um, 20 years ago, I started a program for underprivileged youth in Israel. I built a community for educators and uh, underprivileged youth. And once a year, I'm traveling to the U.S. to, f- to fundraise for the program. Uh, never get to see a jazz game because most of my work is on the East Coast. Uh, last year, season opener in Detroit. I was there at the same time. Magic. I'm going to the, to the game, very excited, with a T-shirt. I wrote on it, I traveled 6,000 miles to see the Jazz win. They lost, by the way. Anyway, uh, on halftime, I see Dennis Lindsay just walk by me, and I'm approaching him, shaking his hand and saying, thank you for what you're doing to our team. And he says, he looks at the shirt and says, really? You came all the way from Israel? And said, yes. And he says, okay, send me an email. I want you to send you a shirt or something as a gift for your long-distance fandom. I send him an email and say, thank you very much. I appreciate that, but I don't need a shirt. The kids in our boarding school, they need shirts. If you want to send something, send them. A month later, a box full of jazz shirts and socks arrived at the Shpal. Everybody was, like, up, excited and amazed by it. So anyway, I'm, thank- I'm sending him a thank you letter back with a picture of the kids. He sent me back. I was, and he says I was very moved. It took me back when I was a child. His parents were. So foster. for those who don't know, Dennis's parents were foster, had a youth home, and Dennis grew up in basically a youth home with many, many children. His parents raised, and then, um, as you may recall, the story on Dennis is I think his mother passes while driving back from a basketball game at Baylor in a car accident, and his father has passed just recently. So I'm sure you did hit just quite a chord. Yeah. So I mean, this guy's it was he was he's obviously who he is with a lot of to do with that experience as a child. So anyway, he says, listen, when the next time you're in the States, please come as my guest to a jazz game at Salt Lake City. And I'm all like inside butterflies and excitement. And this year, when I plan the trip, I plan to visit Salt Lake City for the first time. Tell me a little bit more about the home. And, and, or <coughs> and at least I use the phrase home because that's what we just referenced with Dennis. I think yours is a little larger than that and it's an entire community. So tell me a little bit more about what you've built. Yeah. So we started it about 20 years ago. <coughs> we were a group of 21 years old ourselves. It was a very strong group of a, a youth movement in Israel called Hanora Oved. 
And we decided that this world, to be happy in this world, doesn't have to mean that you need to get more money or more power, but you can do meaningful stuff together. So we started this community and we wanted to devote our lives to make a change in society through education. So we take um, the most hardest cases of kids, mainly from the Ethiopian community in Israel, from broken homes, uh, kids that find it difficult to stay in the frameworks, in regular schools. Uh, many of them are uh, abused, etc. And, you know, when they get to us, they have a very s it's a slow process of regaining self-esteem, regaining trust in the grown-up world, because they only knew failure. And sometimes what you know is what you are. So we need to persuade them that they're not failure at all. I teach music there, by the way. So we, I use music as a way to show them that they can be good. They're not just normal. They can be leaders. They can be good people in this world. And, and the results are amazing. That's terrific. All right, so now to the fan part of it. What's been the most incredible part of this trip? Oh, I'm like... So I'm... <laughs> outside I look maybe like 40 years old, but inside I'm like a little kid right now. And it's something like being on the Charlie's Chocolate Factory for me. I'm sitting now here in the jazz practice facility with David Locke, who are here your podcast every day. All the faces here are part of my life. You don't know it, but they are part of my life. Dennis and it's the players and the media guys, and I'm just, I'm incredibly excited just to be here. But what makes it even more magical is the remarkable, amazing personalities and, and approach of the people here. All right, the players have come out on the floor, so we'll finish this. I'm not sure what they're doing with their shoot-around. It's a little different today, but that is our pin across the world from Israel. Galad was a real pleasure to get to know, and uh, the one thing happened, the players walked out on the floor, so we ended right there. I didn't get the information if somebody wants to know more about his home uh, and the work he's doing uh, in Israel, so I'll have him uh, send that out, and I'll get that uh, to everybody. But it was cool to have him in town and, and get to see him. Uh, I thought last night was a really good win. Uh, you're, you're short a bunch of guys. Uh, they have the capability to beat you. They're, you know, they've got these two guys, and Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. They can go get you. Their offense is completely flawed right now, and uh, the Jazz took wild advantage of it. Uh, the starting lineup with Joe Ingles instead of Rodney Hood to manage Rodney's minutes last night. Uh, was well done by Quinn and the staff, so then Rodney gave them a solid f 12 minutes in the fourth quarter consecutively. The starting lineup was great, actually. Uh, busted out on a 12 plus 12 in its first stint and was uh, only minus 2 in its second stint, so plus 10 for the night for the starting five, which I don't think ever got back out on the floor together. Uh, so, you know, tip of the hat. Uh, constant, uh, consistent performance. They, they had no lulls. Last night, there was no run by the Pelicans. That was They had a 12-2 run in the second quarter that uh, got it down a little bit, but it didn't feel like it. Otherwise, I don't think they had anything that was bigger than a 5-0 run the entire game. And uh, the Pelicans' offense is completely flawed and doesn't work right now, and the DeMarcus Cousins-Anthony Davis combination doesn't work right now at all. And uh, the Jazz took advantage of it. I mean, really, that's... The they they were poor when they were 
their offense was poor when they were both on the floor. They they don't space well together. DeMarcus doesn't do little things on the floor. He doesn't hustle all the time. Uh, and so the Jazz were able to take advantage of it. And that's you know where this Jazz team has really been great. It's the 30th win this year against a below 500 team. And, you know, that we, we need to start beating some good teams. And we've, we've got the Rockets coming up here. Uh, and then the Thunder, and, and now, you know, it's on now. Twelve of the final 18 teams we play are playoff teams. And you, our East Coast trip, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Indiana's got four teams that are playing pretty well. Uh, Detroit has suddenly won six of ten. Chicago's five and five. Indiana's not as much. They, they're still hovering right around 500. But that's a pretty brutal trip all of a sudden. Uh, and obviously Cleveland is Cleveland. So, uh you know, I just thought last night the Jazz had great energy. Uh, uh, New Orleans' whole system is to play two on two, three on three, and the Jazz overloaded the sides, uh, stayed connected very, very well, and forced them that they couldn't. They had to play against the five-man Jazz defense. The other thing is Rudy is just incredible. I mean, I don't know how we can talk about it enough, frankly. Uh, 15 points, 15 rebounds, and just the – the, the work that he puts in every single night. And maybe that's what has me the most impressed with Rudy Gobert right now is that Rudy, every single... I mean, I, I, I'll give them to you. I have some stats I prepared. But it, it's the consistent effort that he's putting on the floor every single night right now. That, that to me, is incredibly difficult to do. And where is what has separated him? Uh, his competitiveness, his zest. And then he's making superstar plays. Uh, the key plays of the night were Hayward and Ingles threes on one of them is an incredible offensive rebound by Rudy. We're, uh, we're so good when he's on the floor. Like that's, we're plus 9.1 when he's on the floor. We're minus 3.5 when he's off. Our defensive rating when he's on this year is a 99.2. The league's best is the Spurs. And I think the Spurs leading the league in uh, in offense and defense is at are about 101-something. Uh, so the Jazz, the Spurs defense the is 100.7 now. Well, they keep getting better. When Rudy's on the floor, it's 99.2. So it's the best defense in the league uh, when Rudy's on the floor. And then, you know, his impact is just, it's incredible. You watch it every single night and how it's, you know, Bill Russell used to say, it's not the shots they block, it's the shots they don't take. And we see that all the time. Uh, When Gobert's on the floor, the opponents take 34.5% of their shots inside five feet. When he's off the floor, they take 38%. In the restricted area, when he's on the floor, they take 32%. When he's off the floor, they take 35%. When he's on the floor, they make those shots at four percentage points lower, 55 to 59.7. And in the paint, it's another four percentage points. The guy is just remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. And the, the again... The zest that he's playing with every night is what I am most blown away by and awed by. The other factor 
that we'll talk about when we do Pack Friday is he's, his offensive impact is big. Like, his offensive impact is big. It used to be, you know, you couldn't put him on the floor because he couldn't catch and couldn't. We're four points per, five points per 100 possessions better offensively when he's on the floor. It's really interesting. I I actually began to think last night, and I, they don't think they do pure center anymore in the NBA voting, and so it won't it won't happen. But if if they did do pure center voting, you know, I guess I, I get Anthony Davis probably has to be one, and Gasol has to be two. Like, does he make like it's inc- you know is he the third best center in the NBA? And I and I have to be honest, I I, I understand Anthony Davis and I understand Marcus Gasol. But frankly, when you watch them against Rudy, they they often look so pedestrian that it's hard to remember that these guys on other nights are completely dominant. But Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins are, are two of the greatest examples I can find of the value of Rudy. In their career, in, in this season, going into the game last night, DeMarcus Cousins shoots 31% in games with Rudy's on the floor when he's on the floor. And Anthony Davis shoots 40%. When, when Rudy's on the floor. Now, he didn't guard both of them last night, but he sure impacted both of them. I mean, it's just an incredible impact on a game that this guy has. Night in. I'm actually going to update. I wonder what those numbers, what the update on those numbers are. I mean, it's it's just, I'm blown away is what I would tell you. I, you know, there are times this year where Gordon and his growth has just blown me away that he can get and and Rudy has to these these two guys are so remarkable right now in the level by which they put out uh, every single night and the performance and the consistency and the the big plays Rudy is making to carry this team are incredible uh, when Rudy Gobert's on the floor this season DeMarcus Cousins Shot forty point one percent. Forty point one percent. He did hit thirty nine threes. I wonder is that no, that's the Pelican stats. Cousins was seventeen of fifty one this year. Seventeen of fifty one when for thirty three percent and three of eleven from three when Gobert was on the floor. We we, we play them again so that number can can grow. Anthony Davis, who is just so incredibly skilled and such a beautiful player, is at 40%. This 40% shooting when Rudy Gobert's on the floor. Just incredible stuff. Absolutely remarkable. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the Murdoch family and the Murdoch family's uh, Hyundai dealerships. Uh, really, 4646 South State Street in Murray. Uh, I am driving the Hyundai Santa Fe. Uh, I, I just adore it. Uh, and I've been just so impressed not knowing anything about the Hyundai brand. And then you notice how often you see it. And every time I see it, I know that somebody who's driving a Hyundai is someone who's done the research. They opened up their mind to something maybe they didn't know about before. And what did they find? Out? And they and they kind of looked at, first off, that you have uh, – the great Murda, the great Hyundai uh, warranty, hundred thousand miles, and then you start to do, you know, well, what do I get? Oh, I get this. Oh, it drives like this. Oh, the spacious inside of the Santa Fe, 
the moonroof that goes all the way through. We have all the bells and whistles on ours right now. Uh, my wife, who's four foot eleven, just loves it. She's always had a problem driving cars. There's so much short that she can't always see out of each. You know, there's blind spots here. This has got every camera window notifies you in your side mirrors when a car's coming up on you. Even from a pretty good distance with a pretty good speed, uh, the cameras when you're pulling into parking spots somehow are coming from the top, so that you can see where you fit in the lines. Uh, just all the modern detail uh, with beautifully kind of manicured, if that's the right word. Like, it doesn't feel like there's anything in it that's cheap. Or I, Frankly, I, I didn't know this about Hyundai. I just didn't know. Uh, and that has made this a really cool, eye-opening experience. Then there's the Murdoch family. They're good people. And uh, their, their whole philosophy is uh, that they want you to come in, take a look at what you can get, and then they, their phrase is no regrets. But we're going to do every little thing we can to make sure that you uh, have a good experience. In other words, well, let's make sure you can do all your service appointments online. Let's keep our service department open longer for you. Let's give you a free car wash every time uh, you want one. Let, let's just do – let's have excessive inventory so that you're not finding the car and then have to alter what you want color-wise. Uh, these are the things that uh, Murdoch really pushes to try to make sure that you get to – excuse me, have – an elite experience. Check it out. If you're in the market for a car, just include a Hyundai in your list. I think whether it's the Elantra sedan, uh, whether it's the Sonata, whether it's the Santa Fe, whether it's the Tucson, those are the popular. Um, I think you'll be really surprised. Uh, the Sonata hybrid is pretty neat. I think you'll be really surprised about what you can get uh, from the Hyundai brand uh, and then how, how cool the car actually is. Uh, the Jazz got a real gift last night. I mean, a mammoth gift last night. The Brooklyn Nets won in Memphis. That's a 90% win for Memphis last night that they just didn't get. And Memphis has suddenly lost three in a row at Dallas and at Houston. Those those aren't terrible. But you add the Brooklyn game on, it's not great. Then you suddenly back them up. They've lost to New Orleans, Indiana, since the break, they lost to New Orleans the night before the break. Since the break, they lost to Indiana at Indiana, won at Denver, beat Phoenix, which might be impressive. Phoenix playing pretty well. And then lost to the Mavericks, Rockets, and Nets. Coming up, they have the Clippers at home, the Hawks, the Bucks, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Spurs. They get a break against the Pelicans. Then they have the Spurs and the Warriors. The whole thing about their schedule, I think it's really soft at the end is that they had all these games that were guaranteed wins. Well, they're not, they didn't grab one last night. The other thing is they are now just eight games above five hundred, uh, which is what they were on January 1st. So since January 1st, Memphis is 14 and 14. It's a little unnerving. You can actually back it up even further to... December 14th, and now I'm picking and choosing just a, a, the day I want, but still accurate. They beat the Cavaliers at home on December 14th to go to 18-9. and nine. Since then, they're one game below 500. That's a long time. So it's interesting. Memphis, who I, I really expected to make with their schedule, to make an enormous surge right now. They have an easy schedule. They have a lot of winnable games. And I anticipated they would actually get to 51, 52 wins 
the rest of the way, I had them winning, you know, 15, 14, 16 uh, more games the rest of the way, and it, it's harder to see now. Just, you know, probably had them get in Dallas. They lost it. Had them getting the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, didn't see that. Atlanta's all sorts of team turmoil last night. Dennis Schroeder got benched, and they have all sorts of problems. So I don't know what they what you get with them and they, Milwaukee. I mean, the, these two of their next three they should get with it. Let's hope they get the Clippers, right? We're really rooting for them now to to get the Clippers. They get two days off now as well. So they have some scheduling breaks, but it's worth, you know, it's nice. Oklahoma City's dropped one or two. You didn't expect them to drop. Memphis has dropped one or two. You didn't expect them to drop. And now the Jazz uh, find themselves in a little bit better position. Now, the Jazz also about this, we mentioned, about to go through their version of, of, of scheduling. You know, 12 of the next 18 are playoff teams. Seven of the next eight are on the road now. So let's see what. Let's see what the Jazz have got. Uh, but right now, the Jazz are a game and a half ahead of the Clippers, but four games ahead of Memphis for sixth. And five and f- four and a half games ahead of Oklahoma City, both of which have lost three in a row. So that's a nice little treat for the Jazz. A super nice little treat uh, for the Jazz. Uh, I am now sitting here con- remembering that I had one other thing I was going to talk about today with no idea what it is. Hmm. Hmm. Um, no idea. What was there? Dante was pretty good last night. Thought he played well. Drew Holiday was on the back end of a back-to-back. And either Dante was much better than him or Drew Holiday was off on the back end of a back-to-back. Um, Hayward, Ho-Hum, another 20... Point night. Joe Ingles did all the little things that were awesome and some big things. Um, Alec Burks' eight defensive rebounds sure are important. Jazz is the number one defensive rebounding team since I think he got back in the rotation. I think that's probably it. Uh, I don't need to comment on DeMarcus. If you watch the game, you know what you got. I think that's about it. Uh, Jake Madison does a nice job with Locked On Pelicans. Really nice job. If you'd like to hear his version of what he thinks took place last night. So feel free uh, to grab that. That is today's edition. And thanks to uh, Gilad for uh, our pin across the world. If you'd like to advertise on the program, feel free to give me an email at dlock09 at gmail.com. It is Locked On Jazz, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.